Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast where we are in conversation with Sahan Bakmiwawa, the founder and the entrepreneur behind eSilk as well as plant-based. And we'll learn about his journey uh, to the good side in terms of uh, moving us towards reducing our consumption of meat and finding some really, really tasty vegan meat alternatives. So, welcome. Great. Uh, so, with us today is Sahan Bakmiwawa, founder of eSilk and Plant Based, uh, which is one of the brands under the eSilk uh, umbrella. Uh, Sahan, great to have you in here with us. And uh, let's start with understanding your entrepreneurial journey. How did you begin? What inspired you? Uh, where do you see this heading? Sure. So, hi, Aj, and thanks for having me here today. Uh, so, okay, well, with regard to the story, let me go way back uh, to 2014 when uh, everything basically started. Uh, so, now from a very young age, I've been uh, a bit rebellious at all times. And... Uh, how business came into play was uh, before the business as in uh, in my undergraduate program uh, it was a sandwich uh, degree program where in the third year you had to basically go to the industry do a one year internship and uh, basically come back and fi finish the final year and uh, in my degree program uh, sorry uh, under my internship I fortunately or unfortunately got to work in a big multinational company and what I felt there was that I was a very small cog in a very large wheel and the impact I was able to add was very minimal and uh, the stint over there made me realize that uh, corporate life wasn't for me uh, then I joined the startup uh, in the startup I was involved in a lot of functions from finance supply chain sales marketing IT etc and there it actually sparked some sort of interest in basically having my hands in a lot of functions right so as a part of the, uh, when I went back to the university, uh, along with the final year, I basically started my business. And uh, that was the, with the intention of, uh, well, if it works out, I can continue. And if it doesn't, well, then uh, it's about taking a traditional route of t taking a job. Uh, so fortunately, it did work out. And uh, how I started the business was basically uh, as an export company, uh, exporting organic spices. So uh, back in 2014, uh, organic was uh, just about rising. So it was a good niche uh, for a sm small uh, player like me to enter into. And uh, over the years, based on uh, customer uh, demand, inquiries and the leads which were coming, I've been able to pivot uh, the area of focus. So uh, just some examples. Uh, in 2015-16, there was a lot of inquiries coming in for uh, nutraceuticals and herbal supplements. And uh, through because of these nutraceuticals, for example, we were exporting cinnamon powder and moringa powder. And uh, customers were asking whether we are able to do these in capsule form. Right. And that was the as in inception of our nutraceutical company, Ancient Nutra. And uh, similarly, uh, so strangely, uh, jackfruit as in uh, as an ingredient we basically use in our as in day-to-day -day lives has been in in our dining table at least once a week. Uh, it was just a normal ingredient, but uh, since like 2016, 17, there was a lot of uh, inquiries coming uh, for jackfruit. Uh, 
and that made me realize okay this is a ingredient we have in our normal as in dining table there's no value in it for us but why are people basically interested in this and that's when i basically understood that there was a huge trend towards uh, meat replacements uh, plant based foods as in a uh, uh, entire trend plus a generation moving towards vegan food right. and that was basically the start of uh, plant based excellent and uh, so as you said uh, you know one of the reasons jackfruit is considered in our program as a lost ingredient again is it's it's not that it's not available but it's probably underappreciated exactly and you know we've got so much you know, of use, it yeah, yeah so much of it and uh, you know we are we are no longer thinking about it as a special ingredient um uh, sahan for those who don't know jack yeah <laughs> how is it grown how do you source it uh, what's the supply chain like in sri lanka right um okay so uh, jackfruit actually is not commercially grown uh it's basically available in uh, a lot of the lands as in uh, in in the last century uh, you would have probably heard, heard about a person called uh, kosmama yes. who was promoting uh, jackfruit and uh, basically planting it uh, as in uh, jack is basically known as the second as in alternative to rice in case there was a drought or which affected rice supply chains uh, in in a traditional sense so i think all credits should go to him to basically uh, instill in this uh, jackfruit uh, cultivating habits in people and uh, because of that uh, jackfruit is basically grown in uh, as in farmlands of of farmers as in uh, i really don't uh, see that it's commercially grown or with, with the in- uh, intention of growing it commercially however it's available in abundance in sri lanka and especially as you said uh, well, underutilized uh because uh, if you basically go to a jackfruit tree the chances are uh, that you can see some rotten varaka uh near as in yeah. as, at the stem of the tree so right. uh, that that has been the case uh so jackfruit uh, basically comes in three stages uh there's the young jackfruit uh, that is what we call polus then there's the me- as in mid stage which is the jackfruit or kos and the latter stage the ripe jackfruit are called varaka right and uh, these actually can be used uh, for various purposes for example uh, as in com- companies like us we basically process young jackfruit polos into meat replacements or kos or the jackfruit can be used uh, in traditional dishes uh, as a curry or even as a staple instead of uh, rice and uh, the ripe jackfruit varaka can be used as a sweet or or a dessert right and uh, for your uh, purpose you like you said for the vegan meat alternative it is the young uh, young jackfruit that is really uh, gives the texture the 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 meatiness that people look for uh, as a looking for alternative that's correct so uh, there's actually an interesting story I'll, I'll like to share uh, so the term polos actually comes from the era where the portuguese was ruling sri lanka uh, so the word for chicken in spanish is pollo pollo yes pollo. yes yeah so ah. they basically had the young jackfruit since it tastes like chicken right they used started calling it polos and that's how the entire term came into I see. Yes. that's a fascinating story <laughs> and i'm glad you glad you shared that with us uh, <laughs> excellent um son how long is it uh, so you said you um started kind of your entrepreneurial journey around the 2014 period yep. 
uh, organic spices, then uh, transition to, to the nutraceuticals. Uh, that business is now running separately Correct. under this brand. You said ancient Nutra. Nutra. Yeah. Uh, and now the need for or the opportunity to supply the vegan meat alternative market, Correct. right? Um, have you, you know, what in that journey, you know, you know, we visited your uh, factory in Matale. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, amazing job that you've done to build a modern uh, factory in, in that location. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, uh, the effort it took, how long it took. Uh, how how you manage that? Obviously, also through the pandemic and through the right now through the crisis as well. Sure. So uh, as an in interesting uh, story, Arj. So uh, we basically uh, laid the cornerstone on the twenty second of uh, June two thousand twenty one. Uh, we basically had to go through two lockdowns and the economic crisis, as you correctly mentioned. Where, for example, uh, when when we started the as in. Cement was 850 rupees per pack, and uh, it's about 3,000 rupees now. So yeah. you can imagine how it impacted our budget and whatnot. Yeah. However, uh, despite the challenges, uh, we were able to actually put up the factory in record time. As in, uh, by uh, December, the entire most of the infrastructure was done. Uh, by February, uh, beginning of February, all the machines came in, and uh, we basically s did a soft launch of the factory. Uh, in the mid of February last year. 2021. One. Uh, sorry, two. So 22, last yes, year, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the factory basically is built under cellular manufacturing principles. So what's uh, special about this is uh, we don't have like 100% fixed lines. Uh, all the machines are cellular modular. We can basically stop the production line for about uh, half an hour to one hour, change the machinery lines and basically come out with a new line right. which basically caters to a certain process or a product. And because of this, we are able to process about uh, 250 to 300 products in, in this facility. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. So you, you've designed it with the intention of being able to switch in and off, again, depending on what is available in your supply chain, what you need to process to meet your orders, so you can move things around uh, exactly. Pretty, pretty exactly. rapidly. So, uh, currently, I was in all our organic spices, then some of the value added coconut products like coconut jams, then the nutraceutical lines, everything is processed uh, within this facility. Right. Fantastic. Um, Sahan, what uh, sparked, you know, so you're getting customer inquiries as well. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that uh, really spurred you towards this journey of creating a meat alternative, you know, vegan meat alternatives, besides obviously the opportunity that's been created by customer requests. Right. So uh, two, two things uh, that actually went into play, Arch. So the first thing is uh, we actually bought the land in two, back in 2017. Uh, it took uh, a painful 13 months for us to get all the approvals from about uh, seven to nine government departments. Uh, it, it took a lot of effort, so that was always uh, like a sunk uh, effort. And uh, however, at that point, we decided not. Uh, it was initially uh, the plan was to go with the organic spice processing factory. However, given the economic con conditions back then, we decided not to. Um, and uh, so that that was one thing which is always there. We basically had a land with all the approvals, which basically just needed a factory to be erected. And in uh, 
to the as in uh, start of 2021 i think uh, during march also uh my wife and i basically watched this uh, netflix documentary called game changes which right. basically uh, states that uh, as in uh, the benefits of a plant based diet so i- interesting uh, point uh, i would like to share is that what they basically say is uh, as in while animals are a easy source of protein they also basically get their proteins from plants right. so it's a plants animals then uh, humans being at the top of, top of the food chain however like uh, working with any intermediary there are advantages and disadvantages so advantages in in, in this value chain is basically you get easy source of protein disadvantages it comes with uh, as in cancer causing uh, as in uh, how do you say uh, pro- carcinogens carcinogen uh, yes yeah. so yes. with red meat and exactly. uh, the fats and yeah exactly Got and uh, the other thing is uh, saturated fats and other bad types of fats yeah uh, cholesterol etc uh, so that basically inspired uh, me and my wife to basically switch towards a plant based or vegan diet and it to be very honest by the another one and a half uh, hours at the another documentary we were sold with the idea we were like okay this is the this end is of this yeah. <laughs> this is it <laughs> we are going to stop uh, eating uh, meat and uh, dairy products uh well it lasted 3 days <laughs> so the reason was uh, we would basically go out and see what options are there yeah and uh, there was a huge lack of options in the market and the options which were available were imported and hence uh, well quite uh, it would break your wallet yeah so uh, that basic uh, so the facts that okay we wanted to go vegan uh, we tried to but there were not not enough products in the market uh, coupled with the fact that we actually had this uh, land and approvals basically told me okay and uh, plus uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, end of covid right so in in terms of uh, sort of a economic analysis it was like a slump we were in so i thought okay after this it'll be recovery and boom yeah. best time to double down our investments uh, economic crisis i did not see coming yeah uh, i must confess uh, but then these factors put together that's why we basically in june decided to basically start construction of the factory yeah Look, the other thing you could have done is invested in crypto, right? And then where would you be, right? So you're probably a little still a little bit ahead, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but that's a good thing, right? So there's a market opportunity. You had some of the inputs and components in place. Uh you had a source of inspiration yeah. through uh, game changers. Correct. And so kind of all of those came together in yeah. in one almost like a perfect storm. Correct. To really help you on this journey, right? And exactly. say let's let's go down this path. So um so uh, factory launched uh, so it's been what a year and change uh, since you've been yes so it's been almost a year since the f- soft launch we did uh, last feb and so uh, with that year under your belt sahan what uh, what are the learning so far what uh, what went according to plan what you know completely went to you know <laughs> went kwire and maybe some new stuff that right. emerged as well so uh, interestingly uh, as in as you said there were so many learnings and most of these basically stemmed down to uh, as in how do you say uh, issues when it comes to budgets because uh, when you plan it was one when it actually yeah. went to purchasing something it was completely different sometimes even 100 200% uh, more uh 
in terms of uh, the structural changes the changes in the team as in uh, there has been a lot of st as in the storming st stage has been longer than we expected uh, however we have been able to basically get uh, organic certificate usd and eu organic for the factory nice. then gmp hsccp fssc 22000 which are basically uh, which comes under gfsi which is uh, recognized in uh, as in europe and us and we are planning uh, towards BRC uh, by end of February. Uh, but in terms of new things we've been able to do, uh, so again, moving to the uh, modular, as in uh, machine in the other factory, we basically just developed a mushroom-based snack. Okay. So uh, as a vegan snack. So nice. that has been there. And uh, even in terms of the jackfruit, so initially it primarily co consisted of uh, mushroom and young jackfruit. However, now it includes about uh, 10 superfood ingredients. So uh, like kurakang, uh, horse grain, uh, oats, uh, etc. So we've been constantly working on it and uh, we are still uh, keeping the product very clean. And uh, actually, uh, I, I actually forgot to ask you to explain uh, what are the products you have created, uh, you know, obviously based off of the jackfruit, uh, but all of the other things that you have blended into it. Right. Uh, what are we buying from or what can we buy from you right okay so uh, our key products are young jackfruit uh, based um, and mushroom based patties then we have some nuggets uh, apart from that we are as dairy replacements we have uh, an oat milk soy milk and uh, rice milk and uh, powders of all these uh, three varieties so uh, there's rice milk powder oat milk powder uh, and apart from that there's a coconut based uh, jam as in uh, that's uh, made using uh, coconut treacle and uh, coconut uh, cream uh, apart from that uh, we have developed some uh, vegan cheese and uh, we are in the process of developing some uh, vegan snacks like uh, the, uh, the mushroom, mushroom that yes you, that you mentioned and uh, uh, so there is sorry the no, ma ma mushroom snack is basically like jerky so yeah so it's like a dried, chewy exactly, snack, exactly. uh, hopefully salty, flavorful. Yes, okay, correct. perfect. Got it. Um, now, uh, San, you're kind of you're stepping into the this whole vegan meat alternative market, right? And yeah. uh, you've got, uh, you know, it's a it's a sector where a lot of companies globally have gone into, right? But they're going into it trying to create. Uh, a product that looks and smells and tastes like meat. Right. And as a result, they're adding a lot of processed stuff, uh, maybe chemicals, yep. artificial ingredients, lab-grown ingredients, all of mm -hmm. that is being added into these products, right? Correct. So Impossible Burger or a Beyond Meat Correct. Uh, burger, you know, things like that. Uh, where, how do you position or what is your value proposition relative to those kind of uh, offerings that are on global shelves. Right. So, Aj, one of the primary differences is that uh, our products are clean, as in we don't use chemicals or synthetic ingredients in trying to get the taste. And uh, most of the patties available in the market are soy-based. Uh, right. Ours is actually, we do have a couple of varieties which are actually soy-free. And uh, the other distinctive fact is that we try to keep it clean and healthy as well. So, uh, b b because uh, if you actually compare some of the big name brands along with, uh, as in beef patties, uh, it's um, the main difference is that 
uh, one is made from beef one in, uh, beef one is made from plant based ingredients but in terms of uh, the new nu- nutritional values it's pretty much the same right so we try to basically uh well match the taste plus give a sort of uh, as in healthy ingredient mix to make sure that uh, we give the consumers the best uh, nutritional values possible and that seems to be an interesting target because clearly global markets you can see a backlash right right and you uh, you know against some of these uh, very artificially Correct. processed meat alternatives and i think people are suddenly waking up to the fact that saying whoa this is this may not be animal uh product right. but it's still potentially not as healthy as we thought correct given all of the again additives chemicals processing that's going into create these products right correct. so potentially there is a maybe a reawakening right that's correct to say yes move away from meat but not into the arms of a artificial product correct, and yeah. possibly you're saying look there is a cleaner way to go right exactly so uh, how i like to look at uh, that argis for example um, <coughs> going plant based for me personally has three main benefits as in one thing is for the planet as in uh, that basically helps with uh, climate change issues because climate change is primarily uh, caused because of animal agriculture uh, second thing is animal cruelty and the third is the health factor so what we are trying to do is basically tick all three boxes not just uh, the animal cruelty or the climate change uh, factor but also the health factor as well right. uh sahan who would you say is your ideal target customer or target market uh, for these products right because you know a a a vegan might say look i never asked for a product that tastes and looks like meat and is being targeted at me you know i'm i'm perfectly happy with my vegan Correct. diet right yeah. so that might be a uh, and saying you know what what you're trying i'm not interested in this right. so who might who who is your target customer right so a uh, worldwide uh, are vegans are about 2% whereas vegetarians are ab- at about 4% however the biggest uh, target market for us is actually the flexitarians or reducetarian so these are the people who are basically flexible but uh, moves towards reducing meat consumption and so they're not so they're not giving up their meat no but possibly looking to reduce it yes. uh, okay. okay with with the long term as in uh, rather than uh, like uh, going cold turkey yes. yeah yeah basically do it over a period of time so that's uh, oh, i interesting Yes. So you see that as a growing market uh, yes. there's a sense that there's a sizable correct audience to cater especially to. between the millennials and gen z's so uh, as right. in they they identify themselves as vegans or flexitarians. Right. So that that's a high growth market for us. Yeah. So that's interesting right that that younger demographic uh, probably a lot more aware and conscious. Correct. Uh, correct. And uh, concerned Concer- about exactly, their exactly, impact exactly. on exactly. the environment. Yes. and they see this as one of the pathways to reducing that impact. Right. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Sahan, you were talking about the burger patty that you started with uh, yeah. nugget. 
what else uh, is on deck, uh, you know, using jackfruit and the mushrooms and, you know, any other uh, ingredients that you're bringing in? Right. Uh, anything interesting that you're working on that you might be able to share with us? Sure. So, so Waj, uh, one, uh, as in uh, thing we felt uh, <coughs> and from the feedback we've gotten is that uh, some people, uh, rather than just basically getting a patty or a nugget, uh, they would like to have their own uh, mix to play around with, especially when it comes to creative chefs and uh, food services. So uh, we are basically working on a base product, like a mince uh, mix, yeah. where people can basically, or chefs can innovate new products. For example, it doesn't just need to be uh, a patty. It could be a steak or something as uh, like a vegan bacon or something like that. So we are basically working on a base product, which can be... Uh, which can be molded or created into exactly. even a meatloaf. Exactly, there we right. go. Right, yeah. <laughs> I see. Okay, so that, that gives a lot of options correct. for creative chefs to... Exactly. Play. And maybe even uh, homeowners. Exactly, correct. If they yeah. can do it at home and correct. create something, a cutlet. Right, there we go, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so those kind of... Okay, hey, I'm giving so you some exactly. idea. <laughs> write these down, write these down. <laughs> Get them while they're free. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so good. So that that, that could really uh, be a interesting game changer as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah, and un yes. maybe unleash a whole bunch of creativity, uh, because I guess you know with this could potentially people could you could even crowdsource exactly. Yeah. How yeah. people are using it and right. you know that, that could be really really fun ways to uh, you know get th this product into their hands. Sure. And see what they come up with. Right. So uh, on the on the same note, Raj, uh, one uh, as in product development initiative we are working on is uh, where we basically ask as in we, we have a bit of a vegan uh, and vegetarian or flexitarian crowd as in uh, base. So we ask them what products they would like to see developed, and certain products we actually co-develop with them. We basically get them to the factory. Oh, and that's fantastic! Yes. Yeah. So, so this idea of crowdsourcing, I mean, that, exactly, that's amazing, exactly, right? I yeah. mean, that uh, the technology enables that. Correct. And you're building a, like, like a real, well beyond a fan base, right? Correct. If they're co-creating. Yes. And they get bragging rights. Right, uh, correct. Maybe a lifetime supply of <laughs> right. the product. I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but that's really a fantastic way to think about, uh, I guess, innovation is, could come from anywhere. Exactly, correct. And uh, most of the time... Uh, Innovation is simple and comes from the smallest of places, right? Yeah. 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 And these are people who are really interested in change of lifestyle. Correct. So they're thinking about it. They're living exactly. it. They're, exactly. They're, so that's a great place to source some new ideas. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Fantastic. Um, Sahan, um, factory is in Marthale, mm -hmm. beautiful location. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about uh, having set that up and right. it's a you know it's a modern factory mm -hmm. a lot of investment gone in uh what has been the impact for the community right uh how are you all engaging with them uh, besides obviously the most obvious is providing jobs right uh but beyond that or you know talk a little bit about the job creation as well and then beyond that also how have you thought about impact or what is happening sure sure uh, so, Aj, uh, in uh, well, the last one and a half years, uh, we basically brought the em direct employment numbers uh, to 85. So, there are eight, as in 85 people who basically work at the factory as of today. And uh, so, we actually 
as a as a means of measuring uh, the impact we create as a, as a company on society we came up with this concept called the silk social index okay so what we try to measure under this index is the exact impact uh, a, for example let's say a $1000 order comes into the factory okay what's the exact impact it creates so under the first uh, stage what we did was uh, when the ca- factory was under construction where prior to giving employment we basically did a small csr initiative uh, gathered information from uh, as in farmers and the surrounding uh, community uh, then 8 months later we did the second round once we started the factory and uh, basically gave uh, as in employment and we are yet to do the third stage but something interestingly what we realized and basically which came uh, through the results was that uh despite the economic crisis despite the 80% inflation increase there was a 7% increase in the index we prior to us adding actually economic or inflation adjusted. adjusted right so that means without anything despite the inflation it basically created a positive impact on community so we are basically trying to push this uh, silk social index to a point where we can exactly quantify the impact a potential order would bring in for example in the future let's say there's a $10,000 order coming we can potentially see okay when this order comes through for the next 6 months uh, additional 2 3 people will get employment uh, one person from the surrounding area would go to school something like that right and uh, also uh, as in we, so all this time uh, as in what, what i be, uh, have felt is that people uh, or companies basically have their business and csr on the side you do csr if it's a good year yeah. if it's bad year probably not so what we've tried to do is we basically embedded the concept of csr into our business uh, through a project called one for one so what happens under this is uh, any time burger patty uh, as in vegan nugget or vegan uh, chicken boxes sold on on a retail shelf we donate a lunch packet Uh, to a primary school in Mathali. So the project went live on the 3rd of January. So uh, we basically uh, donate one as in packet for every product sold on a shelf. So that's fantastic. Now it's part of your business model. Exactly. It's, it's not exactly. A, like you said it's not a separate thing. Correct. It's it's very much built into your business model Correct. for this idea of saying every pack of burger patty sold results in a, a donation of a meal a lunch correct correct uh, to the school right so uh, the other thing that you uh, mentioned sound which is really important is very few companies even companies that do a lot of good uh, struggle to measure mm-hmm. that impact or they don't do it at the start right and then to retroactively correct. try to figure it out becomes quite hard exactly, so i think yeah. you all have built again this idea of measuring impact right because more and more it's not enough to say we do good things right people will want you to quantify exactly. and be able to prove correct and so right thing from day one you're collecting that data you're correct. able to make that case yeah uh, that could be very very powerful as a differentiator in global markets as well correct. right it's part of your story correct. but it's verified and quantifiable correct correct uh, also Joe, one thing i like to add is uh, so when it comes to uh, developing uh, a supply chain the farmers Uh, so what we've done uh, is along with the factory we have about seven and a half acres of uh, cultivation or plantation land, and rather than uh, growing uh, the st- 
traditional uh, as in uh, fruits or vegetables which is sold in a market we've uh, focused on unique products which we use as ingredients in the factory and this includes uh, some advanced as in um, structures like greenhouses including nft channels and standard greenhouses plus a mushroom house so uh, which is the direct ingredient in our burger patty so the concept behind this as in us getting into plantation was not really to expand that as a business of course uh, that is there however the main idea is for us to basically experience is first hand gather the information so when it comes to expanding our supply chain we can basically give the farmers the know how the, the know technology how the learnings exactly great right so that's your you know test bed exactly you you control it you figure it out and then you're able to uh, kind of educate others correct on how to do it right and that way the farmers don't have to take the risk we take the risk right that's excellent again a really well thought out model of how to expand this impact but first get it right at home exactly and then take it out correct fantastic sahan uh, so in terms of the burger patties that you talked about the nuggets and then obviously your range of uh, uh you know the milk alternatives uh, where can we find those products today you know uh, is it available widely uh, locally internationally give us a sense of uh, sure. current current uh, uh, so uh, uh, locally it's uh, it's being retailed uh, through glowmark okay uh, and uh, it's available through our website as well and on uber eats and uh, pick me food Uh, we are in talks with uh, Apico and Laughs, so it will be available there soon. And uh, we are considering selected uh, general trade and other small, medium, modern trade uh, outlets. So uh, primarily, it will be uh, focused around Colombo, and later on, we have plans of expanding to other regions. Regions, okay. And uh, in terms of uh, globally, as in, we have uh, a few customers. Of course, uh, th- these are mostly uh, private labels which we've done. uh in in uh, small quantities uh, in kuwait and uh, portugal and in terms of uh, our brand expansion we are primarily focusing on singapore and australia uh for this year so looks like uh, sahan in your mind there's a dual strategy here you have a desire to take the plant based brand make it widely available in sri lanka and the region yeah uh, but you're also recognizing hey there is a private label opportunity and you might tweak the product to suit exactly. certain markets and you're perfectly happy to export uh, work with partners correct uh, to take this product to to their markets yes so uh, the strategy behind that taj is uh, as in the taste palettes of different regions are different so uh, it's quite difficult for us to go with one as in let's say brand uh, saying okay this the, is our patty this exactly. is right take it or leave it kind of right yeah so uh, might as well basically cater to certain markets based on their taste palette and customer preferences gotcha gotcha no that that seems to make a lot of sense right so then you have to obviously have a high quality clean product correct and then tweak it like you said based on their feedback saying this is what will work for for our markets correct fantastic and then you mentioned the possibility you've already added uh maybe some of these superfood right benefits into mm-hmm. this blend yeah uh so it becomes then clean protein plus, plus. exactly exactly so I, I yes. think that's a real uh, differentiator that's as correct. well and hopefully correct. that resonates 
with people. So it's not just you're getting your proteins, but a whole lot of other nutrients, benefits and correct. nutrients uh, through consumption of these products. Yep. Uh, yep. That's fantastic. Excellent. Um, Sanya, you're part of the Lost Ingredients Lab, uh, maybe kind of halfway through yep. the program. Tell us um, what it's been like. Uh, what are you getting out of it? Right. Uh, who are you dealing with? You know, kind of give a sense of, uh, uh, from your perspective, what, sure. what, what's going on. Sure. So, uh, to, to be very honest, the program has opened uh, a couple of doors, uh, even now. And uh, we are looking forward for it to open some more doors. And uh, the program GLX is uh, knocking on more doors as well. So, what uh, it has been like, for example, uh, we've been... Uh, put together with uh, international marketing uh, experts, market access ex experts, then uh, even from, uh, for, for example, uh, as in they are helping us with the uh, creation of the brand from uh, the values to the brand, uh, designs to basically the positioning plus uh, until until the pitch. Right. And uh, basically, uh, to be very honest, uh, not, not that these have been areas where we haven't looked into, but the refining part has yeah. just been amazing. So yeah. we are also very crystal clear when it comes to our pitch and how it's uh, going as it to go. And uh, in terms of the support received, the experts connected, uh, I think it's been uh, an uh, opportunity of a lifetime to be very honest. And uh, even uh, the capacity building uh, support and uh, potential uh, visit to Biofac. And, uh, well, to be very honest, we are looking forward to what other doors it opens uh, until March. Uh, Good. So, so yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, within a relatively short, short time exactly. span, I think, that uh, that exposure, access to uh, a whole mix yes. of both local and international experts. Correct. And uh, so that's great. I, I think uh, hopefully a lot of that, it's a lot to absorb in a short time. But uh, sometimes I feel, you know, having it in a tight, timeline makes it more efficient yeah, and your potential to absorb it probably is even better Correct. than saying stretch this out over a full year and do it slowly. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So maybe because there's a lot of energy uh, which you are required to put in as well yeah. and to basically keep up uh, with all these. Yeah. And especially I think uh, as in, uh, to be very honest given, given all the uh, as in crisis and whatnot is, uh, which, which is here uh, this is something definitely which has uh, helped us uh, greatly and which we are, well, uh, looking forward to. Excellent. Uh, Sahan, how do you see this? Uh, what's your dream uh, for plant-based? Uh, you know, where do you see it? Uh, where would you love to see it uh, heading? Right. So, uh, personally, I'm on a personal mission. So, I'm, I identify, identify myself as a reduced area. Uh, but... I want to give up meat uh, one day, but I don't want to do it just because uh, of uh, other factors. I want to do it the day there's something which tastes better. Right. So my personal mission through plant-based is to basically come up with sustainable food, which actually is good for you, the animals and the planet, and also is good on your tongue. Right, so <laughs> right. So that aspect of taste yes. is also going to be a, a Correct. critical element of that success correct, right to correct. really convince people to step off correct the meat path exactly exactly right. so so the I, I think uh, as in that way you don't basically need to take a step back and say hey look I'm, I'm compromising on taste uh, with the with good intentions 
this way i think it will as in automatically become a secondary option so right. that that way it, it will be able to potentially reach the mass markets yeah and you're saying you know it's it's not a sacrifice that a customer has to make or yep. you know that right now it's a sense of i'm giving up correct exactly exactly uh, something tasty and that i've enjoyed and then you feel uh maybe upset exactly yeah and you're saying no there is a, there is a better way and uh, that's what we're working on yeah fantastic uh sahan thanks for joining us and uh, sharing your journey and your vision uh and your purpose and i hope uh, many others are going to be inspired and uh, not just to try your product but also p- potentially to develop their own right. uh you know meat alternative solutions uh, for all of us Right. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for talking about a particular lost ingredient under underappreciated ingredient as well, uh jackfruit and glad to see that uh, you're championing it and taking it to new heights. Right. Thank you so much, Charge. It's been uh, a pleasure. Super. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this episode where we connected with one of the three garage companies which were part of the lost ingredients lab. The Lost Ingredients Lab is a platform for Sri Lankan organic and regenerative agriculture and food sectors to integrate their value chains through innovation and collaboration. The initiative is formed under the Support to Small and Medium Enterprises in the Organic Agriculture Sector program of the Multi-Donor Action jointly co-financed by the European Union in Sri Lanka and the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development. implemented by GIZ Sri Lanka through collaboration global opportunities for Sri Lanka's regenerative and organic food and agri sector will be strengthened and expanded done yes that is awesome he did it in one take it was beautiful like the stars